Welcome to PeerPod, where you are the peer and we are the pod. Here at the PeerPod studios, we've extracted the sweet, sweet juice from our freshly squeezed student experience and we have bottled it for a reasonable price, free and fresh for the download. We are dripping with knowledge and we really can't wait to share with you our words of motivation, experience and of course, our stories. Hello, this is Betta here for PeerPod. I'm going to interview some students to ask them what they would tell to their week one self now that we are in week five. So I would tell my week one self to enjoy the last sem because we're graduating this year and yeah, enjoy it. (laughs) Um, I'd probably tell my week one self to stay um, on top of all your tasks because the sem goes really fast once it starts. So just yeah, keep with it and you'll get through. Do your open and learning environment. I would just say um, stay on top of class. Don't don't skip anything, even if it if it's if you think it's worth it. Um, but I'd also say on top of trying to work hard throughout the week, um, try and keep your weekends free and just yeah leave some free time and some chill time because um, you do need a break. Hello and welcome Hi. back to the Peerpod Podcast, the podcast where you are the peers and we here are your pod. We are coming at you from our ThinkSpace Studio. I'm your host, life coach Layla, and back with me in the studio, we have Cyan the Go-Getter and Better. She's not just good, everyone, she is better. <laughs> Hello. Okay, so a new semester is upon us and everything has that $200 textbook smell and we are all trying to set ourselves up for to be better students than basically we were last semester. Usually first week happens and we're okay. You know, we're settling in, week two, okay, starting to sweat a bit, then... Week three hits, everything snowballs into chaos. How am I 150 lectures behind and why are my notes on fire? Okay, let's develop a strategy. How are we starting our semester? How are we starting our days as a student? We host an event called Plan Your Semester. Yeah, what's, I've actually what's done the, that. What's the yeah. practical tip behind pl- like Plan Your Semester? Like why, why do that? And what are we doing when we're planning our semester? Like are we talking about it? Are we writing it down? Are we like, what are we doing? All of those. <laughs> All of those. Yeah. How did you plan your semester? Do you remember when you were an undergraduate student? Where were you planning a semester? Well, honestly, <laughs> I wasn't really good at planning. Cool. But it's not like I regret, but... I'd rather have planned my semester now that I have this information, now that I know how to do it. Because I, um, well, this semester, Richard and I, Richard is another PLA in our team. He and I, we ran this program and I got to see how it's done. So we have a big calendar, a wall calendar. It's got many boxes for every month of the semester. And students literally put their stuff in there, like your deadlines of when your assignments are due and how do you backtrack from that. For example, if your assignment is due on, say, the 30th of October and it's a 3,000-word assignment, how do you end up completing that and submitting it on time? Because you have to plan ahead. By planning ahead, I mean planning backward. Um, So you could do something like 500 words a week and then you have six weeks. So we're talking things like we're getting out the calendars, we're getting out the diaries, we're getting out to-do lists. Like what are some practical tips that we think people can take from making those things or or what works when you're actually because you can have these things but are we actually going to use them are we going to use them correctly are we going to just overwhelm ourselves like what is something that you guys think helps one of the most important things i would say in general beyond like personal uh, preparation is attending tutorial and lectures because i know that actually can sound very common to hear people telling you that but it can really save tons of time for sure yeah absolutely you can save a lot of time because if you go to tutorial you know actually 
what's happening in your tooth. You know what the tutor is expecting you to do. You know what kind of citation style they want you to, to use. You will be prepared. You will save a lot of time instead of um, just wandering around and trying to figure out what you are supposed to do when you actually could go to the tutorial. I know it's not always possible um, and it's something kind of challenging in certain moments of the semester, but it would be ideal as well as going to lectures because same thing. Yeah, physical presence. There's nothing like actually hearing, being there, seeing and getting that yeah. actual student experience. And that also provides you an opportunity to meet with your peers, by which I mean your classmates. Yeah. But going back to your planning phase, it's also mm. good to have your university timetable on your phone or yeah. on your calendar, like on your PCs or Macs, whatever you use. Okay. Yeah, and then you can be on top of like stuff that's happening because you might forget when you have lectures mm. as an instance, yeah. And I'm like a chronic to-do list writer. Like I just love to just dump that stuff out in a list. Yeah. Um, love crossing things off. Don't always get to, which is the disheartening thing. But actually a little pro tip that I heard that um, I, I found works for me is actually writing verbs in. So I can write assignment due and I know what that means to me. I know that means, okay, start that assignment. But if I write, write the introduction, for that assignment I'm more likely to do it I'm more likely to visualize that as a doable task yeah. rather than see the whole entire massive weight of the assignment or whatever it is I have to yeah. do at uni so just putting those little verbs in there I feel like they make a big difference because you're being specific there I'm right? being specific yeah. and I'm holding myself accountable to an action rather than right. just mm. it's there and it's non-specific. Yeah. And Layla, do you happen to use any app for that? I don't. I try to keep the apps on my phone really simplified. I try not to rely on technology too much. I prefer pen and paper. Yeah. That's just how I seem to operate. Um, and also means there's a lot of space on my phone for other things like mm. photos of my dog. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Has been demonstrated apparently and also a lot of students, a lot of peers prefer actually to take notes with their pen on a piece of paper because it seems to be much more efficient instead of writing on their own computer because the moment in which you write with your own handwriting mm -hmm. apparently seems to have quite beneficial effects yeah. on your brain and you tend to memorize much better. Yeah. So I think it's something that I really prefer to do in general. I saw also a lot of students both in the quarter and Bosch Commons using a lot of post-its and that's actually quite helpful as well. And cute. Like, yeah. yeah. Looks cute. Yeah. <laughs> post-its that actually they can move and use and reuse while they are working together, especially for group assignments where they have a specific project that they need to run. So it seems to be quite efficient as well. I'm not very good at being a very well organized, I would say, because I tend to memorize very easily. So I feel like very lucky because I can memorize what I need to do. So I've got I like have a, to write it down. You do. I, oh. like, I have to see it. I have to write it down. It has to be a physical. Yeah. It's less risky, though. This is much less risky. So every time I actually rely on my memory, I understand that I'm kind of risking a lot. So your way of doing, in my opinion, would be less risky and much more efficient. So Not unless you lose those notes or to-do lists or well, anything could happen at that stage. <laughs> it could be anything, I guess. But I wish actually I was a little bit more proactive as you are and more organized, I would say. I wouldn't go as far as saying, but I definitely have been better than from my undergraduate experience. I think that's something you learn to be as a student is you learn that you want to be an effective student. You don't want to be just a hardworking student. You want to have both of those elements working for you because you can work so, so hard. And I did. And I worked myself into the ground. But was I being efficient? Was I being effective? at the task 
question marks there. Absolutely. So I think we definitely learn to like hone our skill and what yeah. works for us. And and I think when we're talking here about little tips to how you can start your semester or plan and organize, these are things that work for us. So okay. you, you know, you you find what works for you or you build up on this on what we're suggesting. Yeah. Um I think that in my personal opinion, like being adult means being able to rely on yourself and create your own schedule and prioritizing always giving priority to what actually is really important so i guess that as phd student your priorities kind of change it was different when i was an undergraduate student i was much maybe more committed in a certain sense because i had a very strict schedule i knew i had to go to lesson i knew i had to go to lectures i knew what i was supposed to do pretty much because i was very active but when you start writing a thesis maybe it's something that we could possibly cover in another podcast yeah, i guess during Why another not? episode yes, i guess tackling the thesis yes the tackling the thesis absolutely um when you become a phd student your uh way of approaching study is really really different i think we have it a very good idea of what dynamic. it means yeah, it must be dynamic it's skills. really upon you it's really your responsibility even when you kind of work in a team as a researcher there are main differences compared to when you are a post or when you are an undergraduate student Absolutely. i guess something i wanted to discuss so we're starting our semester and we talk about these practical things we can implement to-do lists calendars diaries apps whatever works for you but something i wanted to touch on was something um I feel is important as well and I think that's and and that's being basically intentional about how you start your day as a student or your work or your class or that assignment so Betta's talked about having it like actually attending these lectures and actually attending these tutorials and having that physical presence but I want you guys during your semester to actually be there and to have an intention before you walk into that class to do you what do you want out of that class so that you can bring yourself back to being present at that class um and i say this on the tail end of i feel like the bulk of my student experience was spent rushing to cram knowledge into my brain like junk food rather than being present and enjoying it um and i wish i saw student life as life itself and not just a bridge to get across so that i could get a job or a degree or what have you so i really want people to think about when they're starting their semester or they're starting their day as a student or starting anything really that you're present and you're intentional about it and if I could start over that's definitely something I would implement I would definitely try to be more intentional about how I approached my day as a student and I think that before we start doing anything having that intention will really set the tone for framing what type of student experience we actually want to have and what we want to get out of the day and I think we're more likely to get something out of that class if we enter that class being I want to leave with knowledge or we start that assignment with I want to accomplish this um, and just bring ourselves back to being present one of the things that we have always to take in consideration is that it's not difficult to because it's about studying it's about leaving while you are studying so it's not that we simply go to lectures and we just go to tutorials and we don't have anything else to do in our lives how often actually we mm. find ourselves talking to other peers uh, that actually have many other commitments so it's not everyone is privileged actually just to be able to go to tutorials and classes and not thinking about anything else the most of us need to work the most of us need a part-time job so we need to find a way to make it happen and in order to make it happen this is actually what i really find challenging 
we must prioritize things, of course. Finding so the perfect absolutely. balance. Yeah. There is not such a thing like perfection, but we can do our best, I guess. Yeah. And this is actually why it's very important for us to get a routine as much as we can, I guess, and being able to cope with yeah. difficulties yeah. because it's very easy actually to stumble in these kind of situations Absolutely. and sometimes we might actually lose um, our head and we shouldn't I think yeah. we should try to stay calm yeah. as much as possible but it's very challenging and difficult when we are in some kind of tricky situations when we stumble nothing can go perfect like forever yes and and following on from that you know there will be times when you're not motivated enough and this is where you have to step up and be disciplined so not just motivated so you have to be fair to yourself, but also you don't have to let yourself get lazy. And if you notice that's happening and if you're developing bad habits, you've got to find ways to overcome that. But Leila, how would you tackle this if you felt unmotivated someday? When I feel unmotivated, um, I think I go back to intention. I like to think about what am I, what's the actual purpose behind why I'm starting what I'm doing um, before I actually do it. And it puts me in the mindset of the bigger picture as well as the, the smaller task as well. So I'm at university <laughs> because I, I want to learn. I want to leave here with knowledge. I want to leave here with experience. And I want to leave here with a skill set that I've developed over the years. And so when I approach my work in that way, I see it as it's not its work. It's actually self-development. It's building on me. It's contributing to me. Um, and in that way, I think I try to reframe it to more of a positive light. It's not, oh, I have to do this assignment. It's what can I actually gain from this assignment? What am I going to learn from this? Um, and yeah, so it's, it's basically yeah. going to just reframing and also thinking about why I started in the first place as well. So usually we're more excited at the beginning, particularly with my PhD. I was really starry-eyed at the beginning and then towards the end you just get bitter about it you just you want it over you're like what is this you drag it around for you know with you every single day and you lose sight of actually this could open doors or this is really me getting really amongst the knowledge and really trying to research and get to the bottom of something and try to help and try to solve a problem where uh how about for a coursework student if they had an assignment how would they deal with that well that's when i think bring yourself back to that what's this assignment actually going to give me yeah um is am i going what am i learning from this it's it's contributing to your skill set yeah. it's contributing to your student experience i i'm you know the first essay you ever write is not going to be the same quality as the last essay you write in your course you're going to develop and you're going to see that and the only way that was going to actually unfold and happen was through all those little assignments that you did to get to that point so it's not useless every single assignment every single group work even though group work can be frustrating um, every single thing we do is contributing to our skill set as a student and I think we need to look at it as where we're gaining here we're not losing for sure yeah because I remember like in my first semester as a coursework student, I was like really, I really focused on learning how to reference properly. And that skill has like stayed with me till today. And I, I'm like very good at it. And I help other students as well as a peer learning advisor, I mean. Okay. Well, I want to make a point of that our semesters happen fast and it really can be demotivating and overwhelming to realize that everything is suddenly out of control. 
And maybe the goals you set initially, so those to-do lists or those plans aren't accomplished yet or life just got in the way and you have to really pick yourself up from a setback. And I think that's something as a student we need to be really aware of, that life is still happening. Student life is a part of our life and things don't always go to plan or things don't always, you know, life happens. So we have to be ready uh, to deal with that. So so what gets you back on track? Exactly. What is going to get you back on track after you've, you've fallen off the wagon, life's thrown you a one hell of a cl- curveball. What do you do to get back? Well, now you often say I'm not good. I mean, I'm not good. And You're I better. Have, and I've not <laughs> been good, actually. <laughs> so it means I can be myself. So my name, my nickname is Betta, B-E-T-T-A. I cannot be good all the time, but I can be better. So this is something that actually helps me a lot. When I cannot be on track, sometimes it can happen. I will be very honest with you. I just accept it as it is. So... I take my time, I calm myself down, try to reevaluate the situation, understand what I can do to make a change, how to improve, and I try to visualize what I can really do in order to go back on track, because that's absolutely fine. So it can happen to get a bad mark. It can happen that you might be disappointed, and that's life. Life is often disappointing, so we have to accept it. That's actually pretty much my honest point of view it must not be like that every single time but the only way to make a progress the only way to progress the only way to improve is you need to stand up we need to stay calm and realize that this is a very common path the most of us and all the people that actually got something in their life any single person who actually got um, an achievement in their life are people who kept fighting. Yeah. It's quite unlikely yeah. that you get all what you want from life just because. So mm-hmm. when you're realistic with your deadlines, so for instance, this is something that can already make a change. This is something that can already help you structure your study life in a very uh, proactive way. Okay, so being realistic when you have to submit an essay or a thesis chapter, it's very important. If it happens that we cannot really commit to our study for one day or maybe a couple of days, This is a very personal suggestion that maybe people usually don't give you, but I found myself in this situation. If you are overwhelmed, very stressed, and you feel like there is no way for you that day to to achieve anything, and if there is no way for you that day to uh, write or complete an essay, accept it. So give yourself some time. Stand up. Have Take a, a walk. step back. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, have a walk. Do something you really, really enjoy. If you need to find the motivation from another source, which is not pretty much your degree or your study so kind of you can be indulgent and you can also be kind to yourself sometimes it doesn't mean that you have to procrastinate you have a commitment so you decided to come here because you know that pretty much you've got a goal in your life but at the same time it's okay if you need to take the distance for a second for a hour for two hours for one day mm-hmm. from uh, from your task from your duties that's at least my personal opinion it can happen and it yeah. can be accepted yeah and I think this also when we go back to planning that physical planning um you need to have some space there for moving around some space for life some space to enjoy so that you don't face um get overwhelmed some space to decompress some space to also Mm. if something does crop up that week you have some time to deal with it as well yeah so basically if you find yourself stumbling calm yourself down reevaluate the situation understand what you can do to make a change and do it and let go of what you can't that's absolutely very helpful yeah. I guess there's always going to be things that you can't change there's That's always going to be things yeah. that like that is what it is so when we're planning 
when we're starting or starting over, we have to, there are some things we have to accept. There's some non-negotiables and then there are some things that we have to, um, yeah. that we, we have a bit of yeah. wiggle room with. The good thing of being at this union is that you can raise a hand. So if you need help, just raise your hand and say, help, someone will help you. So this someone could be pretty much your tutor could be your lecturer so stay in touch with them that's actually a very important uh, thing that I learned throughout my experience here so write an email tell them about what's happening if you need some kind of help or even getting some psychological help can be quite beneficial for for us I guess the, the most of us pretty much yeah definitely anything you can do um, when you're hitting that reset button and you realize that your plan has just crumbled before you and you need to just find your feet again and get back on track I think you're absolutely right and the important part of that is identifying if you need just that mental help um, or maybe you need academic help which is great if you can get in touch with tutors or your lecturer or someone who's able to support you in this way so I think it's good to identify when you have fallen off the wagon your plan hasn't gone right that you identify what type of help you need and you sort of have a bit of a think about where you could draw that help from and I think that has listed some really some really good options that we have at the university so if you're seeking for academic advice and you need actually some kind of specific help in order to write um, an essay or a thesis chapter, a literature review, and you need to find a way to write uh, in academic English, which is not something we are born with. It's not like a gift we have since we are born. We need to learn that. The Learning Center is the place where you want to go. So the Learning Center has specific courses structured according to your needs. You could be an undergraduate student. You could be a postgraduate coursework student. You could be a postgraduate research student, and they will be able to help you through specific workshops. I remember that actually I have done these kind of workshops, and I did how to write a literature review. So you can actually physically bring your literature review there and they will be able to give you some kind of support and advice when you are writing. So they don't mark your stuff, they don't very much write things on your behalf, but they can guide you and they can lead you through the process, which is very nice and very helpful. So just in case, this is actually great for anyone, both undergraduate students and also postgraduate students. Cool. And as, as long as we're on this workshop theme, I just want to plug in that the Career Centre also offers you uh, workshops on how to write your resume and they also offer a uh, eight-week careers workshop where they take you through all the processes of how to appear for an interview, how to prepare your resume, how to write a cover letter. So that might be of interest to newly starting out students as well. If I ask you, so how do you, when you're given an assignment or a task, how do you actually prioritize that task before you get started? So we're planning to start, we haven't started yet. Yeah. How do you tackle it? Well, look, it's not just that one assignment. I've got many other assignments as well. So <laughs> How do you start yeah, them all? So How are we planning? Well, here? the first thing I do is I look at the deadlines, mm -hmm. and that gives me a good point to start because obviously I'll attack the ones which I have to submit earlier. And then, as I said before, I'll just divide it into words. So if it's a 3,000-word essay, I'll break it down into 500 words and then give myself enough time to think and do my research and write and then edit that as well. So if you attend the Plan Your Semester workshop at the start of the semester, that'll give you a good introduction on to how to plan your work and how to divide your workload. But for me, I would break it down and then break it down even further, as in the number of hours I spend per day on attacking that task. So if I were to write 500 words per week, I would look at uh, two hours for reading, 
one hour for writing and one hour for editing. That's really systematic and quite a breakdown. <laughs> I usually just go off the titles. So I think about the titles of, for example, if it's an essay or a paper I'm writing, I think about what are, usually it starts very broad. So if my topic is cancer, I'll talk about cancer generally and then I'll sort of hone in to the topical issue that I want to discuss. So I usually break it down into titles and that's what I write first. My essay title introduction what I want to discuss there and then I break down all the little subject headings so that's how I know how I want to fill my assignment I never think about really the time which is probably something I could develop more on so dedicating like say I'm going to spend five hours on the introduction or and you got to hit that sweet spot as well because you can overestimate time for something so if I give myself a day to write an introduction I'm going to use the whole day but if I gave myself five hours I could do it in five hours. So I think yeah. we also, when we're trying to plan our to-do lists, like this goes back onto what Beata was saying about thinking about how you're going to allocate your time. You said something like that, right? Time is the most expensive thing. Yes. 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 So we have to know. Yeah. No, I learned this trick about breaking it down into hours from a medical student and he actually had an excel worksheet where he broke stuff down into hours and it had different color codes and highlights and that was like really organized but i'm not that organized but yet i managed to bring it down into hours no i like that because yeah. if you break down the hours in your day and you think about how much you're spending on eating or sleeping or doing tasks and then you look at how many actual you know workable hours you have for your university work i think yeah. that's also a healthy way of managing your time because you see what's actually doable because i could say i have have Saturday free I'm going to do the whole assignment in one day but that's not possible. There's, there's life that happens in that yeah. day so it's not it's being unrealistic so contingency plans yes. I think we need to have as well also in our planning yeah. so there are times where life is just going to happen as I said and you're probably going to get sick you know things are going to happen hopefully not bad things good things might happen your friend might get married next month or you know there's there's life stuff that happens that you'll want to put your studies on pause for a bit so that you can you can be a part of that and so I think that's where we have that room in our scheduling and um, that room in our in our week to be able to handle those things but I like to be spontaneous <laughs> I like spontaneity yeah, it depends. Some yeah. people also don't like to overstructure their week yeah. because they feel like it's just overwhelming. Like they've got just this brick I of a week. Would that's die, like, I think. Yeah, like some people have like to have that flexibility because it doesn't have that weight to it. Whereas if I look at a heavy scheduled week, no. Monday to Sunday, there's all something is written there. I freak out a little bit. So I think having blank spaces in there is healthy. I think you've got your non-negotiable stuff. So your classes you attend, your, you know, maybe it's a meeting with a supervisor or something. Those are those, they're going to stay where they're at time-wise. Um, and then we have that workable time around that. And what yeah. do we think about the amount we put on our to-do list as well? It's okay, yeah. actually, to be organized somehow, but it's also part of your good sense, pretty much, to understand how much you should actually dedicate exactly. to each yeah. thing. It's and I can overdo yeah. it. I can... I love writing to-do lists. So I can really just go for it. And I have like 20 things down. I'm like, this feels really productive because these are, I've outlined all the tasks I need to do. But mentally is another aspect, whereas I'll get overwhelmed by that list of 20 things. So I think keeping them short, practical, doable, or working with what works for you. So if you are someone who likes to schedule every single hour, which freaks me out, if you can do that, 
and that works for you, you do it. But if you're someone who wants a bit more of a looser schedule because that's just the type of person you are, then yeah. Yeah. I do. think you still have structure to it. I think you're right. But I it's th- not heavy. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So there are strategies that actually can work very well for someone and strategies that might not work that well actually for someone else and we have to accept this. If you're a coursework student, it'll be much easier to have that wiggle room. So when we start our semester, I think it's very important for all of us to start it in a very healthy way. So I think it for me one of the most important things was to have a proper rest and it was um, as important as having fun and also to spend time with my family whenever it was possible but for me it means to go overseas so that's not always the case to have a proper rest like no books no articles no research nothing of nothing for real sometimes i find myself that i had to be brave not to open not even a book because exactly. you feel like the and pressure not guilty and everything and Just not feeling guilty at all because so this is starting out word. and yeah. this is staying right so yeah. you're starting out right and you're staying right and i think yeah you're right the only way we're actually going to achieve that is if we also give time to our health as well you're giving time like two minute noodles is not a meal like it's not a food group we just shouldn't survive on coffee um alone so we need those vitamins in there we need that sleep that's going to actually help us i think the most so you you can throw yourself at your books all you want but if you don't actually give some time to health you're not going to be an effective student so we're being healthy we have our plans in place we've got room for contingency planning we've got support networks if we need it when we fall off the horse and we want to get back on we've got a plan for that mm-hmm. so to wrap up today's episode what's a take-home quote that you'd like the peers of the peer pod to basically contemplate over from today's episode there's always another chance yeah if i were waiting for a train and i missed it i'd always take the next one but if that wasn't there i'd take the bus the night rider yeah it's a scary prospect <laughs> I actually would simply say that it's never too late to bounce back. So don't worry, it's normal, accept it, and get ready. Be ready to bounce back. And I'd like to finally say basically, if you start your day with work, your whole day is going to become about work. But if you start your day with life, something enjoyable, then work is just going to be a part of your day. Well, there you have it. Thank you for joining us for our first episode of the Peerpod podcast. We will see you in our next episode. Feel free to write to us here at Peerpod at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au and let us know if there's any topics you want us to tackle, um, if you've got any stories that you want to share yourself um, or if you just want to say hello, send us a message. You can also find us at all good libraries across campus in our red t-shirts. Peerport is recorded and produced by the library's peer learning advisors in the ThinkSpace One Button Recording Studio on Gadigal Land. 